Journal of Felicia Järv, December 24th, late afternoon, Kullebo Farm. He comes, she said. The old lady, Clara's aunt Linnea, straight after a loud crash. I rushed out and there was Vidar with the plow over him and up on the roof, the figure. I don't say this often, but I am frightened. I'm repeating my birthday and my address in my head, but it doesn't seem to help. 30th of October, Storgatan 6. 30th of October, Storgatan 6. There is a chill in my bones that I can't explain and I fear I'm going quite mad. There are too many things that can't be explained. I don't like it when things can't be explained. Everything can be explained. Everything has a reason. And these mysterious rules that need to be followed. Vidar seems to agree to it. Then what are we here for, I ask you? I ask you! And the tapestry. The bird and arrow. I'm certain I've seen it before somewhere on the farm, but where? Think, Felicia. Think! I will take it upon myself to search every nook and cranny of this place. Or should I say crook? I am certain that somebody is doing all this on purpose. Someone with a much bigger purpose than we can ever imagine. Julafton Christmas Eve Glögg There is a really word in English for that. There is, Dominic, mulled wine. It's a special festive drink. <laughs> well, it's sort of... Is it really the same? No. Yes, just say mulled wine. It'd be fine. Uh-um. Mulled wine. Paket, snorre. Uh, uh, ribbon. <laughs> Pepparkaka. Ginger biscuits. Lussebulle. Oh. <laughs> Buns. <laughs> Come on. Buns with what? <laughs> Buns with... What is the saffron? Yeah. Saffron buns. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Snödriva uh, Snowdrifts That's an easy one Okay, how about this one? Adventsljusstake Advent candles Oh, okay I mean Yeah, yeah, sure They, they don't really exist in, in England So So what, what are they? So that's when you've got these these four candles, right? Mm-hmm. In a row, and there's all these. There's a, so, so it, it's like a it's like a uh, a strip of, um, of of candles there, and you light one every Sunday. But yeah, you don't find those in England. They they don't exist mm-hmm. except on our table when we're in England, and probably a few others, obviously, but only people with Swedish connections. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah. Julklaps rim. Uh huh. I, I. What's the rim? It's as a rhyme. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Because my wife is Swedish. She she makes these up every Christmas. So so Julklapp is a Christmas present. And then there are these little rhymes that people write. Uh, some of them are fantastic actually they're riddles they're basically a riddle and you have to try and guess what the Christmas present is from what it says in in the riddle Uh, they're very clever and I'm terrible at it (laughs) me too (laughs) any more? one more (laughs) Skooks monster (laughs) (laughs) Skooks monster (laughs) Um, a monster of the forest Mm -hmm. that's the most important one Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for this little this little English Swedish lesson of of uh, Christmas vocabulary. Sweden rolls as Duolingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and welcome to Sweden rolls. Yay! 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 Yay. Uh, 
we are back with... Here we are again. Yes, we are. With episode four of our Vesen adventure. And yes. with me today, I have Dominic Kelly, the translator. <laughs> I have Jakob Hultkrantz Hansson, the word spinner. And I have Ingla Lund, the creative genius. And I, me, myself, I'm Matthias Redbo. <laughs> so are you guys uh, excited? Yes. Very. Yeah. Thank you. Very. Yeah, well, the place we left it last time. That was a cliffhanger. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you, just a quick reminder of the last picture, the last scene that we left the listeners with. Anyone? He, well, yes. We were separated. Felicia was in the, the room with the old aunt who said, He comes! She tried to sneak, but she woke up and and she said, he comes. That's the last thing that happened to Felicia. And then? Mm. And I was hit by a plow. Yeah. Yeah. In the shoulder. So so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of battered up. Yeah. And Carl, meanwhile, was walking back towards the house. And so he saw all this happening. He saw the plow falling from the roof down onto Vida. And when he looked up, standing on the roof, there's this grey figure with horns in the darkness. Yeah. Let's see what happens, shall we? When Sweden starts to roll once again. So, in that split second, Carl Nilsson, when you look up at the roof, you see this grey figure, tall, with horns, standing there holding a lantern. You freeze, and then the blood rushes to your brain and to your limbs. What do you want to do? I run forward to where Vidar has fallen, having been hit by this plough. And I, I help him up, and... I get us both back inside through the door as quickly as I can. Thank you, Carl. Oh my, that really hurt my... It was the plow. It fell down on my shoulder. Did you see that? Vida, you're lucky to be alive. A thing that size, if it hit your head, I don't think you'd be here now. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. It's really tough on the shoulder. So, Felicia, yeah. after... You heard the crash, you heard the, the clanging, you heard the commotion and some people talking loudly coming in through the front door. Yes, yeah, so I, I uh, rush out from the room. Um, I leave the lady there. We just said, uh, he comes, and then I heard uh, the, the bang, and I rush out to the guys in the hallway. Vida, Carl, what happened? The grey one just threw that plough down from the roof and it hit Vida here on the shoulder. What do you mean, the grey one? Did you see him? Yes. There he was. There he was. Not just a name, not just a fancy, fanciful idea. He was standing there on the roof. Grey, horns, a lantern. He's out there. Helvete. And that's why we're in here. So I don't know where that's going to save us. He was trying to kill me. Aye, first Berta and now you. What Berta said back there wasn't, didn't seem so far from the truth now. Clara comes out. She's, uh, she's obviously heard that there's something going on and she comes into the hallway. What is happening? This creature, Miss Culler. It's real. I just saw it up there on the roof. Not only did I see it on the roof, I saw it throw the plough down on top of Vidar here. He's badly hurt. No, it can't be. I saw it with my own eyes. I'm not a fanciful person. I don't make things up. You hear a sharp rapping on the front door just behind you. It's like a giant hammering on it. Bum, bum, bum. Just two feet behind you. Clara gives a small shriek and jumps back into the common room. Three of you are standing in the hallway. What do you want to do? I take out my gun. It's again, again. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, guys. We have two options. Either we open the door and we try to shoot this thing with our rifles. A fat chance, I should think. Well, there must be some way that we can that we can take this thing down. I mean, surely. Well, I feel a fool now. I, I almost, I'm always embarrassed to tell you. But I met Lassie over in the stable mm -hmm. and 
and he said that he might he might know a way he might know a way to kill this thing but you know it, it's like dragging trying to get blood out of a stone getting information for some of these people and i'd already i'd already been taught him a little while i didn't want to i didn't want to push it and make him clam up so i thought well i'll find that out later on he wanted to go away he wanted to do his things so i never found out what it is but lassie he said that he knows some way we can get rid of this thing we can kill it i say we need to have a word with him and the sooner the better yes and where is lassie now well, he was out in the stables. I don't know where he'd be now. Okay. So is this thing still at the door? There is silence now. Can we look out the window? Is there any way, or, or do you have to open the door to see the porch? No, no, no. You, you could move into the common room and look out through the window there. There is no window in the hallway, but if you if you want to, you could mm-hmm. run in there and look. Okay. Shall we do that? Should I look through the window and see if we see anything around the, the house? Why not, I suppose? But it was on the roof last. So I go to the window closest to me. To the window closest to you. Okay. So we go over to the window. Yeah. 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 You do. You go into the common room, and then you look out the window. It's it's dark, really dark. Yes, something was moving. A big shadow. There it is again. Just along the outside wall of the house, disappearing again, on its way to the front door. And then you hear the little boy, Egon. What's happening? He's standing behind you. He has a big, uh, uh, well, he has a stick in his hand. He's holding it like a sword. Well, the the creature that you saw. Are we going to fight the monster? Uh, Yes, we need to do that. (sighs) This is not the time to show me that stick, boy. But uh, what, what, what is it? What are you using it for? I have a look at it. It's uh it looks like a you know at first it looks like a regular stick that someone has been you know with care picking off all the bark on and polishing it a little bit it looks like uh, yeah it's a, it's a branch basically treated with love you'd say but yeah it, it's a pretty stick boy but now you need to stay stay here and stay very still and be quiet and then you all hear the sound of the front door opening and the steps coming into the hallway. You can't see the hallway from here standing at the window. But you see Berta looking up from her couch and all the color drains out of her face as she stifles a scream. And then it's like you're all frozen in, in place. And then into the common room steps a huge figure. It's furry. Two gray horns are sticking out at the top. And it turns its grey, shaggy head towards all of you. And then Egon is on it. He's beating it with his stick. He's rushing it, trying to to beat it to the ground. What what do you want to do? It's just standing there, looking down at the boy. Um, Felice gets up and try to tries to pull the the boy away from the from the beast. Egon, Egon, stop it, stop it, Egon, be careful. And and the rest of you? All of this happens like in a split second. What do you want to do? I draw my blade and I try to help the boy. You draw your saber? Yes. What do you do, Carl? There's two people attacking. He's very torn. He, he, He doesn't see any point trying to attack a creature like this with physical weapons, but that's what's happening. So he picks up his rifle and he aims and he fires. Okay. Uh, all right, the boy is up. He's, he's dropped the stick, and all this happens really fast. And he's scrambling up the, the creature's front, trying to reaching for his horns. I'll get you! I'll get you! And the creature is sort of ineffectually trying to push him away. And, and you're standing there with your blade in hand, Vida, and you've, you're you know scrambling to get your rifle up and get your bearings on the figure. And Felicia, you're trying to get him off. Yes, that's that right. It? Trying to get the Egon off. Okay, from you. Then I want a roll for force, please. Okay, so force. No successes. Do you want to push it? Get a condition? No, sorry. I I'm sorry. I'm in a dark room. There is a success. I'm sorry. 
Oh, the dark room success. That's a classic one. <laughs> Oops. Oh, it was really dark. I just couldn't. <laughs> you know, the room is red and my dice are red. I can't see properly. It's true. I, I'll show you. I don't know if I can okay, show you. Okay, okay. No, no, I believe you. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Okay, so you managed to get hold of the boy, trying to wrench him away with, with you know, with a, <laughs> with a flash of courage and inspiration. You wrench him free, and as you do so, you see he still has his hand around one of the horns and it breaks it off the creature and you see all the face is falling off the creature under it it's, it's a man it's a man that's standing there it must be it must be a mask of some kind it's, it's a man with a brown beard and and he's he's uh, he's laughing <laughs> he says you got me good there boy and uh, then he sees the rifle and the saber and he takes a, a step backwards Oh, 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 take it easy. <laughs> I'm just uh, having some fun here with my family, he says. What are you doing? I grab him by the, by the collar and I, I push him up against the wall. Who are you? With a swift motion, you, you step in and you push him against the wall. He's totally unprepared for that. He just goes up against the wall and he, you stand there face to face with him. Oh, I... Take it easy, big fellow. I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with the family here. Were you up on the roof? Oh, y- yes, I'm the brother of her. And he points towards uh, Clara. And Clara is, is stepping towards him now. Yes, yes, it's my brother. Please, take it easy. Did you push the plow from the roof down on me? On you? I, I don't know. I, I was trying to play a little prank with with my sister and the child and, and I thought it would and also I saw the plow up there and so thought that would be fun to take it down I, I'm really sorry did, did, I, did I hurt you? he says yes you did you shouldn't play in that way get inside here and sit down yes 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 of course he says as he moves into the room yeah, Felicia looks at him with, with, with venom in her eyes how dare you frighten a little boy like that what kind of a prank is that? Who are you? What are you? What are you doing here? Look, I'm. Just, let's just take things one one thing at a time here. I don't know who you are either, but let me explain. I. This is a tradition. It's an old tradition. I come here and I I dress up like this. It's it's Yule goat. For sure, you've heard of it. Yes, yes. You see, actually, that when you look at the boy, he is smiling. He's, he's looking like he's having the time of his with life. He's not scared at all. And Clara is is, is looking like just embarrassed look on her face. So, Egon, did you did you know about this, Egon? What? Yeah, yeah. It's a big goat. We do it every year, and then I get to wrestle with him, and then I always win, he says. He's very happy. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Clara. Is this the kind of prank you brought us all the way from Uppsala to resolve, or what? It's not funny, if that's what you think. Felicia, says Carl, I, I, f- I feel sure that it wasn't this chap here who tied Berta to that tree with those braids. There's something else going on too. Well, I would, I would presume so, unless it was you who tied Berta in her, in her braids to that tree. He couldn't have done that, Felicia. It was done in a moment. It must have been done in a moment. You should have seen those braids. No human could have done those in that much time. I'm not quite following, he says. But uh, I guess I should introduce myself. I am. My name is Jens, and I, as I said, I'm the brother of Clara over here. I have a farm a bit away from here. This is a thing we usually do. We, we like our traditions on this farm, don't we, Egon? He says. Yes, 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 Uncle. Carl's laughing at this now. Said, well, I have to admit that when he first came in and we first found out it was a prank, I could have gone and come over there and gone and knocked your head off, but but I've got to admit it's quite funny. Well, I'm glad you did not. I like traditions myself, really. Country traditions. And after all, we don't have some spirit, some malevolent spirit standing here after all, so uh, look on the bright side, eh? Well, you all, both of you seem to think that this is very funny, but I need to know from Miss Clara, did you know about this prank? No, she says. Well, I, I've i only been here for a few weeks. I, I've managed to forgot, I suppose, that this is what usually happens at this time of year. 
and Jens, my dear, dear brother, did not think it important to inform me about it. So, no, I did not. I see. And I killed him. I took off his horns and his hat, and then, and then he died. And that's how he dies. Yes, you did very good. And you were so brave, Egon. I just want to say to you, Jens, this could have gone really, really bad. You have to excuse us, but some things has, have been happening in this house and this area. I'm surprised you didn't see anything. How long have you been out there? I, I just came by not very long ago, trying to sneak up on you, but um, that was apparently a mistake this time, he says. Well, I'm glad that, that you, you seem to be standing on both of your feet, and I'm really sorry if you got hurt by that, that plow. Um, don't worry about it. It will it will heal up, but it could have gone bad. Anyway, I give him my hand and I and I introduce myself. Mm, he shakes it. So you're all standing there in a sort of uh... can't believe our eyes. Well, I don't know about anybody else's car, but <laughs> I need a I need a I need a quick drink after that. I think. <laughs> Wasn't the talk of some beer in this place somewhere? Yes, yes, says Clara. That's a really good idea. Why don't we all sit down and and uh, I'll make sure we have a proper Yule feast served promptly and then we can discuss everything, if you want. That sounds like a good idea. Yes, absolutely. And Berta, do you think you can stand? And Berta gets on her feet. Yeah, yes, yes. Moves into the kitchen, starts clanging with stuff. So I'll just go help her, says Clara. And, and uh, yeah, you make yourself sit down, she says, and then she leaves as well. So that just leaves the three of us together, or the boy, is he still in here? Uh, the boy is, uh, and the brother is still here as well. They, brother yes. and the boy. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the boy is sort of still attacking, mock attacking the... Right, right, yeah. Him trying to you know, keep wrestling. So did you have fun there, Egon? Yes, I did. It's really, the game is really good because... I always manage to take the horns and the hat and then it dies, you know? And do you do mm. this every year? Yeah, hey, that's, the way, that's the way to kill it, he says. And Egan, um, is this the grey one that you talked about earlier? I don't think so, right? No, this is my uncle. The other grey one, he's, he's scarier. Yeah. In what way scarier? Now, now, Egon, don't don't scare our guests. I'm, I'm sure they, they don't need another shock after this, says Jens. Jens, you know, we need to talk to Egon about certain things, so don't interfere, please. Uh, maybe even you too, Jens. You, you're on the farm not so far away. You've obviously been coming here year after year for many years. Uh, maybe there's something you can tell us about the strange happenings on this farm. He looks at you very seriously. I could tell you a lot. A lot more than my sister would like to know, he says. Well, that's exactly the sort of thing we'd like to know. Can we have a can we have a little chat with you? Certainly, he says. Then he sits down on the on a chair. Tell us everything you can. Oh, that's a grand request, he says. W- would you like a drink? No, thank you. I don't. Oh, okay. I think I'm beginning to see why the three of you are here. It seems you're on a on a mission from that look in your eyes. Am I right? Well, we were called. Things have been going wrong on this farm, as we understand, and, to be quite honest, as we've actually seen ourselves. So we're here to see if we can help. But first of all, we need to understand what's going on, and maybe, Jens, maybe you're the man to tell us. Well, this farm is special. I'm sure you've gathered that much. And, uh, Yes, you can say that for sure. And I mean that in the best way possible, he says. This farm has passed through generations of colors and it has been prospering. I mean, compared to the place where I am now, says Snorts. Ha! Anyway, I decided to leave this farm because I, I knew that uh, I wanted to try my luck elsewhere. And now I'm, I'm honestly beginning to regret that. But uh, I'm going to have a word about that with my sister tonight. Anyway, this farm has a spirit to it. There's no better word to describe it. It has, uh, everything is, is better, more prosperous. The plants, the crops, the animals, they, they like it here. And I'm sure you, you can understand why, because we have a friend, a helper, he whispers. 
What kind of a helper? You usually refer to it as the Grey One, the Old One. I don't personally don't find that too important. The results speak for themselves. But what is important is that we follow the traditions and the rules. And as long as we don't break them, this farm will prosper. And that much I know. And now my sister has got it in her head as she's going to change everything. And it can only end in ruin for her and for the Kulle family. And that she does not understand this, it, it's beyond me. He says, he's looking angry now. And what about your own farm? Is there a reason for it not being prosperous? He looks a bit... Uh, could you roll for observation, please? Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you want to read someone's... Yes, absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah. You can all roll for it if you want. If you don't have it, it is uh, empathy. Ah, one success. I've got three successes. I can't believe you guys. No successes. Okay. So, uh, Carl and Felicia, you do notice that he's... uh, You you bring the talk around to his own farm, you see uh, he looks uncomfortable and a bit ashamed, almost. It's going well down there. It's just... uh, when I moved down there with my with my wife to be, I, I wasn't used to the. He had a different way of doing things there, and uh, well, it didn't turn out so well economically. But we we we're working on it, and now I'm going to ask my sister if maybe if things don't work out for her here, maybe we could switch. Do you think she would agree to that? He says. Ah, so you want to take over this farm? Is that right? Well, she she obviously doesn't understand how things work around here so yes I, I think that would be proper mm. there are a few things we have to do first of course he says then he glances behind him on the tapestry on the wall ah you like the tapestry do you yes mm. they remind us of the rules he says and if I'm not mistaken there's there's another tapestry like that in uh, in your aunt's room just behind the kitchen that's true yes tell us about that tapestry Jens which one well, the one there on the wall, the one you were looking at just now. Uh, we're not from round here, and we look at that, and we, we don't really know what we're looking at, but you could interpret it for us, perhaps. Well, I, I can't claim to know everything. It's been hanging there forever, but uh, to my mind, it's pretty clear what, what it shows the way how things should be done. How, how does it do that, Jens? Take us through those pictures. When I look at it, I see the willingness to sacrifice oneself for the good of everybody. Well, how to do that, that is, uh, well, you can see in the pictures, can't you? He says. Do you guys want to remind you of what it looks like? So there's these three pictures, right? There's this, there's this mm. person with long hair. Long red hair, yeah. And then there's a person with no hair in the middle offering something to somebody else. And then there's this picture of this horned creature with, with apparently the same hair on. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, the... The human figure is dressed in white and with, with red hair, and the, the grey figure is it's grey, mm. with horns. And then there was one mm. where the human being has a cut, the hair is cut off, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the middle of the same yeah. tapestry, so it's like three scenes on the same. And we have the, the two symbols also. Yes. Uh, mm. The arrow with the bird and the circle with the cross. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Jens, are you, are you telling us that... Uh, Carl peers at this picture. Are you, are you telling us that uh, that you have to have your hair cut off and handed over to somebody? It sort of looks like that, but is that is that really how it is, or am I seeing it all wrong? It looks that way to me, he says. And who is it, so to speak, who has to lose their hair in that way? Well, he says, it would have to be someone with the right collar, then, wouldn't it? Hmm. At that point, uh, Clara and Berta re-enters the room. They're carrying bowls and pots onto the table and starts to serve all of you. Uh, Jens, can you also tell us about uh, the symbols? What do you know about the the arrow with the bird? Yes, he says. I've been wondering about that myself. I, I, it's very familiar to me, but I can't really... No, I can't tell. The other one, it's... uh, Yeah... It's the symbol of tonight, he says, talking to everyone. The winter solstice. Isn't that right, Clara? Yes, you're probably right, brother, she says as she starts to serve all of you. Thank you, Clara. 
So Jens, all this that we see in this picture, is this is this something that is supposed to happen tonight? He looks at Clara and, and, and uh, well, I don't see when else you should do it. Clara looks at him. What, what are you talking about? She says. I was just showing your guest the tapestries here, he says. Those stupid things, she says. Has everyone gotten something to eat? Yes, thank you very much, uh, Yes, Clara. thank you. Thank you very much. It's, uh, thank you, Clara. It's very good. A wonderful feast. Uh, yeah, porridge. There is uh, pickled white fish or live fish. It's another Swedish delicacy. Uh, you have uh, some sort of beer. Maybe it's the same that you had before. There's bread and uh, a couple of what looks like pork chops uh, so grilled and served on a platter. Mm. It looks really inviting. And I guess we're hungry after a long journey and yes. everything, so we need to we need to eat. So Felicia is eating with good appetite. She likes to eat. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're eating. It's wonderful. It's great. Mm. This is very good, Clara. It is. It's very good. Yeah, everyone is getting into it. Yeah, really good stuff. Carl, Carl's tasting this beer, and uh, I think this must be from another batch. He's saying this one. It's it's got that slight spiciness that one of the other ones. The, the, the one I had before didn't have a little bit spicy, a little bit tart, but nicely balanced again, and uh, a little metallic aftertaste, which is. It's it's very it's it's, invig- it's an invigorating it's a hearty beer this one and uh, uh, and then he looks around and realizes that people are either not listening or looking very blank so he <clears throat> stops and drinks up and starts eating. Mm. Yeah, I think it's good as well. I, I think also it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clara actually looks at at Carl when he starts this monologue, like nods appreciatively. Yes, thank you very much. I'm, I have to say, I'm responsible for this batch, so, <laughs> she says. Oh, oh, well, um, the, the compliments to the brewer, in that case. And compliments to the chef, the, the food is excellent. Now, oh, here, here. Miss Clara, I have a question for after dinner. We've uh, not been here so very long, but we'd love to um, go around and uh, have a little look at the house. So we know our surroundings. Uh, would it be uh, fine for myself and uh, my two companions here to have a look around after dinner? Yes, certainly. I mean, you can go wherever you want. You can ask about whatever you like. It's uh, whatever you can do to help. And she glances at her brother. Help me get out of this situation. Uh, pork, anyone? And she's serving the, the platter around. Pork? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much. She serves you a big uh, fillet of pork, and uh, then Jens uh, looks at the pork and says, "Which pig is that from? Wh- what do you mean? Which pig?" At that, Berta also perks up. Yeah, I know she. She killed old Grumpy. I told her not to do it, but she went ahead and did it anyway. It's just one of the pigs, says Clara. I don't know what you're talking about. Who is this um, Grumpy? Any particular pig, Bertha? Yeah. Well, you know, you're not supposed to touch old Grumpy. It's it's just the way it's always been. Why is he a special pig? I suppose it can't always have been that way, because pigs don't live forever, do they? Well, old Grumpy's really old, though. Oh. Well, he was, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, you know, you know that you don't touch the pig with a, you know, with the tail's twists to the left. It's, it's just something you don't do, and it's old Grump is the only one with that kind of tail. Oh, oh, uh, is there somebody particularly who would disapprove of that? Well, and Clara says, yes, the grey one, of course. Always the grey one, she says, and she slams the platter down onto the table. I'm sorry, I'm just so tired of it. Please eat the pork and enjoy yourselves. Yeah, well, I mean, he's hes not going to come back to life, is he? And I'm a little peckish, this girl. And so he tucks in. Mm-hmm. Um, either is pushing the plate away and saying, well, since we have seen how things go down when we don't follow the rules, for now I'm not eating this. So call me superstitious or whatever but I think that it would be good to follow these rules for a while so we can have some peace and quiet for a while while we 
investigate this matter and figure out what we are going to do. I agree, Bidar. I, uh, I think uh, I'm done too with uh, with eating. It was very good, but thank you, thank you. Well, should we, should the three of us have that little tour that you were talking about, Felicia? This sounds like a good idea. Will you excuse us? So, did you check out the other tapestry? Felicia looks at Vidar with a strong intent. Um, I, I didn't. Let's let's just go have a house tour, shall we? So we get up, and I suppose we're sort of right. You, you take your leave. You push yourselves yes. away from the yes. Standing mm-hmm. up. Thank you so much for a wonderful dinner and great food. And it was nice meeting you. Jens? Not to mention the beer. Yes, yes I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Are you sure you don't want a bit of the live fish? I noticed that you did not taste the live fish and she holds out a plate. You, know, you can just have a just have a, a fork. Of- I'm, I'm far too full. Thank you, Miss Clara. Well, I, I could, says Carl. And uh, so he Carl, sits back Carl, down. Carl, and, Carl. Uh, Felicia taps uh, him on the shoulder. Carl, Carl, Carl. Um, I think in order for us to sleep, okay, I think... Uh, if we take our leave, I, I, I would love your company in this. Hmm? I, uh, I mean, I do, I do think work always goes best on the full belly, you know. But yes, but the food is not going anywhere. Very, very well. But perhaps later on, Miss Culler. Thank you very much. Uh, it looks delicious. Yeah, you feel like you have something—a piece of that pork still, you know, stuck between your teeth. There's something in your mouth there. It's uh, sinews or something taking up space between your teeth. Hmm. As you push your chair away, whatever. Can't quite get rid of it. <laughs> no, it's almost like it's growing in your mouth. It's a very strange feeling. <laughs> so Felicia, can she drags Vidar and Carl into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. She drags them in. Uh, is there anybody in the kitchen? No, at the moment it is it is empty. Okay, great. So she tries to create a huddle with the with the three of them. Okay. okay is there something I can ask first? Yes. Does anybody have a toothpick? Yes, I have one here in my backpack. I always have them. Here you go. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Too much to eat, eh, Carl? Well, there's a bit of this bloody pork which just seems stuck in my teeth. It's, it's, you know what it's like? You get something small in your mouth and it feels like it's ten times yes. as big as it is and I can't... Yes, oh, yes, it, it's yes. driving me mad. It's just hard to think, you know, it's hard to think straight. But now on to, to more important matters, Carl. Now on to the, the, the task in hand, why we're here. <sighs> yes, all right. Yeah, you're staring at him and trying to get him, you know, to get to work. When you see these out of the corner of his mouth, thin black legs pushing themselves out as he's trying to uh, clean his teeth with that toothpick. Carl? You don't feel it, Carl, but the others are staring at you. Like Carl? There's something on your face. What? Do you have stuff coming out of your mouth? Well, I've been saying that. There's this bit of pork. It's stuck between my teeth. It's a bugger. I can't get rid of it. No, no, Carl, Carl, listen, listen, listen. Yes. You've got black tentacles coming out of your mouth. Do you, do you feel anything? <laughs> That's a ridiculous thing to say. It's just a bit of pork. It's a bit of pork. Vida, do you see it? Yes, I see it. And as you stare at it, it, it climbs out of his mouth. It's a bug. It's a black, shiny bug with long, spindly legs clinging onto his lower lip and slowly starting to crawl up his cheek towards his ear. And then there's another set of legs coming from his nostril. They're staring at like like like, like you've they've seen a ghost, Carla. And uh, and do I feel any of this? No. What is the matter with you two, Carl? Vida, do you see it? I hit the first one on the cheek. I give it a big left hand, flat hand on the on the cheek. Try to get it. Yeah, he slaps you, Carl. I've only been friendly with you. Vida, you you start doing that to me and, you know, I've been living out in the country a long time. You get fit in a place like this. I'll soon have you on the floor. You carry on like that, matey boy. (laughs) Did I get it? Boys, boys, listen. Uh, (laughs) You don't understand. Vida, you see it, right? Did I get it? You look in your palm. There's nothing there. And then uh, the thing on the cheek, it's gone. But the other one, the one that was crawling out from his nostril is now on his ways trying to crawl into his eye it seems like into the tear duct ripping itself and you feel actually Carl like a small like some a needle prick of pain 
your face. Oh, oh. Hey, what was... I tried to hit it. I hit it again <laughs> with the other hand. The one in his eye? No, yeah, with, with a flat hand. With a flat hand on his, on his eye, like... Yeah, yeah okay. on his yeah, yeah. Uh, side of his head, on the eye. Try to get it. Yeah, why don't you roll for force just to see how well you can do this? <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work the first time. Come on! <laughs> one success. All right. Well, you you land a good one, right in the middle of the eye. You're, you're staggering backwards, Carl. You got a right punch in the eye there. Yeah, I think you actually you can take a condition from that. That was a good hit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so unnecessary. Okay, well, that would be that. That would be angry, wouldn't it? I'm not. I'm not trying to hit him. I'm trying to take the the bugs from yeah, him. Yeah, but it didn't work the first time, did it? So why? Is it? Yeah, but I mean, he must have moved his head, as, you know, when yeah. he did it. So it turned out I'm, to be a little bit harder than you expected it to be. You know? I'm sorry, Carl, but. There are bugs coming out of your mouth and and nose and just walking. Or don't you feel it? There was something on my face, but it's a tiny little pinprick. There's no bloody need for that. I don't think Vidal, you can handle this sort of situation. I'm not sure you should even be here at all. I think you should leave this kind of work to people who are a little bit more level-headed. I'm s- sorry, Carl. And at but that, when you say that. And as Carl says that, you suddenly feel something welling up inside your throat, blocks your ability to speak. You feel you have to retch right now. There's something coming up. And onto the floor spills a flood of little black beetles scurrying away. You can see them as well now. Down your, the front of your shirt, down to the floor, and they're scurrying. They're, they're trying to get under your boots, up, up your trouser legs, all three of you. Get off! Get, get off! off! Get off! Oh, Jesus! Yeah! Get off! Uh, Vidar, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I see. Now do you see, see it? Now do you see it, Carl? I see! I see them, I see them too much! To get, oh, no! Stamp oh, on them, stamp on them, stamp, stamp, stamp! Oh, no, what's going into my <laughs> And then Felicia gets on the floor and she stamps with her fists and her feet and everything she's got as she's trying to crush them. Yeah, you start smashing them, you little black and green goo is spattering everywhere as you crush these little insects beneath your fists and your and your boots. Carl's, Carl's taking his trousers off. Gone up into his trousers. He's, 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 he's pulling them down. Trying, hopping around on one leg as he tries to pull the other trouser leg off his foot. Yeah, you're undressing there in the kitchen. Yeah. L- and luckily Felicia's got, uh, got uh, a skirt on, so she's, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> I don't know how, but somehow she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Vida, you, you've got some of them. They're up, crawling up your arm. Maybe they they jumped, you know, when you onto your fist, and they're trying to get inside the, your sleeves. Yeah, I'm hitting them as good as I can. I'm hitting myself in the same way that I was hitting Carl earlier, um, trying to to get them. Yeah, yeah. You're standing there, and, and can I have a roll for? Let's see. Let's make it uh, agility for all of you. Agility, yes. So I now have two conditions, right? So I'm now minus two. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But you have both both physical or this mental? Is, uh, they're, they're both mental. Ang- I'm now angry and frightened. <laughs> but somehow or other, right? Somehow or other, what that came out as was, was two sixes and a four. Very good. One success. Thank you. And for me, one success. All right, so you all got successes. Yeah, you know, by, by twisting and turning and, and stomping and wringing your clothes, you seem to get rid of the most of them, and they're, suddenly they're scurrying away into the corners of the room, disappearing from sight. And there you are, Carl with his trousers down. Vida is... You're standing there looking at yourselves. Well, I guess we know each other a bit better now. <laughs> Vidar laughs and says to Carl, I'm sorry I hit you. Um, no, uh, do you think it could be something with that pig that you ate? I was the only one who ate it. It must be bloody hell, bloody hell, what a place. 
oh, this place gives me the shudders, and then suddenly realise he's standing there with his trousers down and he goes red in the face and pulls them back up. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind, uh, not to mention my dignity. <laughs> You're not the only one. So, guys, from now on, I think we only eat porridge, yes? Well, nothing, nothing that has a tail going to the left, that's for sure. That's right. And let's also, uh, let's stay together. I think it's too much of stuff that happens here. I think that we need to to be working as a team. I agree. Here, here. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I think this Jens character is uh, trying to take over this farm, yes? And the one who has actually hired us to do this is Miss Clara. I mean, I know that you don't agree with everything that she says, but... We need to get our priorities straight here, right? There's obviously something going on. There is both Jens who wants to take over the farm, but then there is this force making us squish beetles on the floor. So I suggest we have a look at the other tapestry, which is in the room of the aunt. Yes. It's just here to the left. And for now, let's keep the information for ourselves. And then we see who we share them with. I think it would be best to, yeah, let's stick together and keep the information to ourselves. I agree. And maybe no more questions to this Jens character, because I don't know about you, but I don't trust him. I think his intentions are... Well, if if he's thinking that this farm should be run in another way and he's not, and it, he, he can make it work at another place, then maybe it would be a good idea to switch farms. But... Uh, let's see after a while. Let's not come to hasted conclusions, shall we? Well, he seemed to agree with the tapestry in the kitchen, that that's how things would should be done. And it, it was a very violent manner. So I don't know. I don't trust him. Mm, I agree with that. There's something that worries me about that. Mm. Something that worries me. That symbol. That's tonight, eh? It is. And you look at what's happening in that picture, what seems to be happening, I don't know, there's something that troubles me. Anyway, that means the quicker we look around this place, look at the other tapestries and try and put two and two together, the better for everybody, I think. Come on, let's 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 go. Uh, Felicia, do you know the way? Yes, it's the left door here. Oh, just to so you can get your bearings. In the kitchen, there's the one door you came from now, which is leading to the common room. Mm-hmm. And there are two other doors going out of here on mm-hmm. the opposite side of the room. One to the right and one to the left. Yeah. And the one to the left, as you say, is the one you you were in before. Mm. Just so you you know. Yeah. And I suppose she's awake now. We'll see. So you open the door. I think I we knock. We knock. You knock. All right. You hear a voice inside saying, "You can come in." Thank you. Felicia says and opens the door. Mm. Yeah, you're standing in the doorway, looking into a. It's a dark room. It's dimly lit by a, an oil lamp on a small table in the corner. Directly opposite to the door where you're standing, there's a rocking chair facing the door. In the rocking chair sits a, at first glance, looks like a bundle of rags. But it's apparently an old lady with two thin legs sticking out beneath. And her head almost hidden by several layers of shawls. There's also in this room a large loom standing against one wall. And you can also see a tapestry on the opposite wall. A large loom. What is that? That is a vävstol. Oh, yes, of course it is. So a large loom. Okay. Ah. She's the one who made the... Maybe. So Felicia steps first because she's met her before. Good evening. Again. We met very briefly before. I'm sorry, I stormed out of the room, but... There was some uh, some commotion in the in the courtyard. We haven't formally introduced ourselves. My name is Felicia Järv, and this is. Uh, My name is Vidar Vikebrand. You are Linnea Alpha Clint, I suppose. That would be me. Yes. Good evening. Uh, I, my name's Carl. Carl Nilsson. At, at your service. Oh, you don't have to be, she says. She looks at you a bit up and down. Why, it's nice to finally see you in the flesh. She says. So if you don't, if you don't uh, mind, Miss Klintebrandt, Mrs. Is it Mrs.? Elfe Klint. Elfe Klint. I got them mixed up. No, no, I'm a widower. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be. He was an asshole. Oh, <laughs> well then. Yeah, marriage isn't always easy. Uh, I know from experience. 
If you don't mind, we would like to... Uh, first of all, sorry for waking you up earlier, but uh, we would like to just have a look around this room. Would that be okay with you? Oh, of course, she says. She looks at you as you move about, yeah? Carl, Carl stays where he is, actually, and, uh, and says, Madam, I hear that... Uh, it's partly because of down to you that we're here at all, that uh, sort of your your idea. Yes, I felt I had to advise Clara. She's uh, still young, and uh, while I am uh, aging, she says, I still have some of my spirits. Yes, how is it possible that you, may I say, were able to write those letters? At least the one I got was very surprising to me. You know much, and I would like to talk to you about that. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, of course we can talk. It was Clara who wrote the letters, not me. I was just advising her. Do you say that Clara wrote the letters entirely by herself? She didn't got the help from you? Let's say that she held the pen and I provided the words. That might be a better explanation. Well, that's what I thought maybe, so... I saw you all in a dream. That's the simple of it. She says, I saw your faces, I heard your names, I knew where to find you, and I knew that it was important to bring you together, she says. Is that right? And um, do you often dream in this way? Not so much anymore, so when I do, I know that it's something important. How did you know these, well, things? There were things, as, as Vidar seemed to say there about his letter, which I have not seen. Similarly, in my letter, there were things you knew, you knew about in the past. How, how, how did you, how did you know? Well, can't an old lady keep some of her secrets, she says with a laugh. Does it matter? Does it really matter? I'm not going to tell them to anyone else. You don't have to worry. No, I suppose not. What, is there anything you can tell us about this place to help? About what's going on? So many questions you have. I'm afraid so, but we, we haven't we haven't managed to meet before now, so now they all come out at once. Please help me up out of this chair. She says he's struggling to, to get the rocking chair. I give her my arm. Yeah, I give her my arm too. Mm-hmm. She grabs hold of your forearms and, and, and uh, gets up to her feet. Yeah. Shakily. Now, let's start with that. Oh, she says, oh, exhausting. Let's start with that tapestry that you were mentioning. She turns away to the opposite wall. Maybe I can help you shed some light on that. Yes, please. That would be helpful. Can you please lead me there? It's obvious that she has a hard time walking at all, but she, she with your help she can do it. Yes, we got lanterns in one hand and we're leading her with the other. Hmm. And you walk up to the tapestry to have a look? Hmm? Or Yes. Yes. Hmm. yes. So, uh... This is uh, made in the same style as the other one. You could say, you don't know if it's made at the same time, but it's clearly, yeah, the imagery is alike. This one, though, is different. It shows what looks like children playing with each other. Children with happy faces standing in a circle with their arms around each other. There are uh, three of them. One of the children is dressed in grey and the others are dressed in brown. They all have red hair. The grey one uh, has a lot of it. It's like uh, sprouting from the top of the child's head. There are also names sewn into the tapestry under the children. Maybe to indicate which one is which. Under one of the the brown ones are named Linnea and Sigvard. And the grey one is named Nisse. There's another tableau next to that one on the tapestry. It shows one of the children... Looks like uh, trying to uh, pull the hair of Nisse. Nisse looks angry. And the other child that is pulling it, Sigvar, is smiling. The third tableau shows now Nisse is looking even more angry. And Sigvar, Sigvar is hanging upside down from a tree. And there are blue tears falling from his face. That's the entirety of the tapestry. Linnea, tell us what we're, what we're looking at here. What do you see? She says, and she looks at you. Three children. Three children playing. They've all got this red hair. One child trying to pull the hair off the other. Now this one here, this... I can't help noticing. In grey. In grey. 
and then this one, this one here, hanging, hanging, crying. And is this something that you have experienced since the name is Linnea here? Is that you, Linnea? Oh, you have a sharp mind, she says. Yes, that's me. And that would be my brother, she says and points at the, the other brown figure named Siegvard. Clara's father. That is true, yes. He was the one that ran away from the farm. Unfortunately, yes. My uh, brother has had a strong will, but uh, a weak mind. He couldn't take it. And this third one? Hmm. The one dressed in grey. The one in grey, yes. Hey, it's the tricky part, she says. I never actually saw him. It was Sigvard who talked about him. Our mother made this to remind us not to play with him again. Tell us what happened. From what I remember, Sigvard had, uh, we found him hanging upside down in the apple tree. He can't have been more than six or seven years old at the time. He was stuck up there. None of us knew how he, how he got up there. It was strange the way he was hanging. And we finally got him down and he told us that he had been playing with uh, his grey friend. He called him Nisse for some reason. That he had tried to take something, take his hair. Or take his hat even, I don't remember. And then this had happened. So, you never saw this, Nisse? No. Strange, isn't it? Because I usually see a lot of things, she says. Just like the three of you. You do? So you, you've seen other things? What kind of things? Ah, you see her eyes cloud over for a moment. Too much. Too much, my dear friends. Some other time, but I, we'd certainly like to hear more about... About it, but for me, I feel I feel a lightness in my heart that you you see what it appears we all see. But these pictures on this tapestry, I think, there's so much about this hair, about this red hair, about uh, and not only on this tapestry, but in the one in the living room there on the wall. Yeah, it runs in the family. But what's going on? How does this tapestry? How does it connect to that one? And I tell you, Linnea, there's something about that other one. It, I was telling the others, it troubles me that there's that symbol on it. It's a symbol of tonight, right? The solstice. This very day of all the year. And there's something strange going on in that picture. Is that something that's supposed to be happening tonight? And what is going to happen and what's going on? She's not answering at first. You see that the cloudy look. It's still there in her eyes. It's like she's almost gone somewhere. Oh, we all had such beautiful red hair. I did. The shaking hand up to her shawl, dragging out a, a strand of grey hair and caressing it. Oh, now it's only Clara. She's carrying it. I need to rest now. Can you help me back to my chair? Of course. I'm doing that. Thank you so much for telling us, Linnea. Let us come back to talk more to you when when you have rested. Yes, yes, she says. You need to see me at least one more time. Oh, we will, we will. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight, very well. Uh, uh, one last question. Is there another tapestry we should we should look for in this house? Something that would help us join the dots? She looks at you. Her eyes are clouded out. And then she closes them and starts snoring immediately. Chewing in her sleep. <coughs> Ah, well, I suppose we'll have to find it ourselves then. Yes, I think she's gone. There was another door off the kitchen, was there not? There is one to the right, yes, that's right. Shall we go and see what's through there? Clara also told us about a third one, right? Outside. Um, In the servant's house. That's right. Yeah, she did mention that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But as we're, as we're here, shall we just open that door anyway to see what's in there? To the right, yes. yes. Good idea. So, we go there. Mm. Are we into the kitchen again? We close the door behind us, carefully, mm -hmm. not to disturb Linnea. Mm. So, you, uh, standing in the kitchen, you, you approach the other door, the right one. It's, uh, yeah, it's a wooden door. Who opens it? Well, I opened last time. Well, I'll open it, as I was sort of, had the kind of, should we go in the other room? Mm-hmm. You open the door and, uh, it's quite dark inside. There's no light in here, but there's light, you know, obviously spilling in from the kitchen. The smell that comes out of here is uh, it's raw. It's metallic. 
It's blood. You can almost, you can feel it immediately mixed with something else. Dry dust. You see, see something lying there, a shape on a table. Oh, that's a disgusting smell. Someone, get me the light. And she, she wants to get the lantern to light, light up the, the room. Mm-hmm. So who's, just, just to make it clear, who, are you all carrying each a lantern or, or just some of you? I'm carrying a lantern. Yeah? Anyone else? I'm two. Okay. I think two's. I, th- I think Carl's thought we're inside. That's two's enough. Yeah. And also, Carl, your dog, Jäger, he's sleeping by the hearth inside the common room right now. Is that okay? Ah, oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, you light, you, you, you raise your arm trying to, to see what's in there. And yeah, it's it looks like some kind of storage room. Cold storage, maybe. There are jars and... Uh, barrels lining the walls sacks with grain and, and there's a big table standing in the middle of it it's, it's like a long rectangular room and there's a small window on the other end and, and on the table there's a is, is it the body? you need to go closer to see so Felicia goes closer with the lantern we go closer closer and rising up the, the lanterns to see yeah yeah it's a body alright it's a body of, a, of the biggest you've ever seen it's covering the entire table pink and brown with stains and large tusks and it's been gutted and blood is uh, collected in a, a small metal basin on the floor and you see uh, pieces have been it's partly cut up it's lying there is that the pig we ate well it's the pig i ate that's what i reckon it's huge it really is I mean, it's not as big as the horse, obviously, Brunte, but it's uh, clearly the biggest you've seen. It's a bloody enormous thing, isn't it? How do you, no matter how old it is, how do you get a pig to grow that big? Think about that horse as well. I've never seen a horse as big as that horse that brought us here on the, on the sled at Daldis. Yeah, I know, it's a big breed, but that one was huge, titanic. I think of what Yen said. Regardless of his motives, you know, things things prosper here. Well, this pig's bloody prospered, hasn't it? Bloody hell. And then you see it, that little black shape crawling out of the mouth of the pig. It's one of the bugs, and there's another one. They're spilling out from the mouth of it, crawling out over the table, down the legs, onto the floor. And then the pig's eyes fly open. And that's where we end the episode, guys. (laughs) The cursed pig. The cursed is is it a pig or a wild boar? It's a pig. I actually tried to look it up, and is it correct to say even if it's like a tame pig that you can say that it's a boar? Yeah, it's still a boar. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I kept saying pig there, but you know, boar is absolutely yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, there's something about the word boar you often think straight away. You you almost automatically put wild in front of it, but no, a boar is a boar. Mm, Yeah, it's a boar. Yeah, disgusting. Ew, I'm never eating, I'm never having pork again. It's not a boring boar, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, the plot thickens. It does. Yeah. What a couple of images we've been left with at the end of the last two episodes. Blimey. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you also got to meet the the aunt, the mysterious yeah. aunt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she seems to be on um, our side, kind of. For sure, just... And an interesting story on the second tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It sounds like there's at least one more to find. Mm. Are, yeah. you, are you beginning to... Do you have any ideas? Are you beginning to piece stuff together? Yeah, you have, yeah. Yes. You'll have to discuss them the next episode. Yes. When Sweden rolls once again. Listening to Sweden Rolls playing Väsen, starring Ingela Lund, Dominic Kelly, Jakob Hultgrans Hansson and Mattias Redbo. Väsen is published by Fria Ligan, Free League Publishing. Please also check out the show at patreon.com/sweden rolls, 
where you can help this show going by donating just a little bit. And there are bonuses to be had, like prequels, soundtracks, bloopers and tons of extra content for Patreons only. And Patreons at higher levels even get to play role-playing games with us. So come join the fun! You can also help out by leaving reviews, liking and sharing on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, for which we are eternally grateful. The music of the show is composed by Andreas Lundström. Until the next episode, goodbye and sweet dreams.